Hey everyone, welcome to She Brigade, the podcast. I'm your host, Bilun Jamusemeche. At She Brigade, we aim to empower by aspiring to storytelling. On this show, we chat to different phenomenal women around South Africa, and we dive into their stories and journeys that have led them to where they are today. Let's dive in. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of She Brigade. Today on the show, we have Matebe Mudise. Matebe is a qualified CA who currently works as a credit analyst. She's also the founder and owner of Beauty on Tap, which started in September of 2015. Um, for those who don't know, Beauty on Tap is basically, it works like a beauty directory. Mm-hmm. It's like the yellow pages of beauty in South Africa. Yes. Like you find all your beauty vendors and you can actually book them on the app. You, she also started an online store where you can actually buy African beauty products. Yes. So you've been four years in the running now. Um, you were. Re- she was also <laughs> recently named as Forbes New Wealth Creators, Vince of the Future. Um, basically, that's a list of a collection of female entrepreneurs in Africa who are running new and radical businesses or social enterprises. IT News has also named her as one of the top innovative women in Africa. Yes. <laughs> and I also read that you may be running a bakery on the side. I don't know if that's still running, <laughs> but we'll get into that a bit later. <laughs> okay, so welcome, Matebe. Thank you, thank you. Nice to be here with you. Thank you so much for joining us. So I want to start from the beginning, right? Can you tell us a bit about yourself? Where are you from? What did you study? Um, yeah, just start from the beginning, basically. Um, so to people's shock, I'm born and bred Johannesburg. People are always like... Can't be, where's home home? Um, so <laughs> yeah, I'm from yeah. Joburg. Um, I grew up in Soweto uh, for the first eight years of my life where I lived with my grandmother and my mom. Um, and I went to a school here in Morningside. So it was commuting every single morning um, to Red Hill. And um, yeah, I grew up here in Johannesburg. I come from a family of very, very strong women. And I suppose that's how, that's the reason why I am how I am, mm-hmm. um, and very inspirational woman, my aunt, my mom, my grand, my grandmother. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I kind of was a maths kind of girl, math- mathematically inclined, but growing up, I kind of always wanted to be a fashion designer. Oh, but, that's interesting. Yeah, my mom bought me a sewing machine when I was like seven, and I was like, this is it, this is what I want to do, because okay. I think she saw that, that passion. I used to make my dolls clothes, and I've always had like a creative side of me. But um, because I, I, was, I was good at maths, um, my mom was kind of like, maybe you should do um, chartered accountancy. Mm. Um, and at the time, I didn't really know what chartered accountancy was. And it's strange, going into varsity, I didn't know what it, I still didn't know what it was. I didn't know what the end goal um, was. Um, and uh, when I applied to uh, universities, I actually chose Become Finance to start out because I knew I wanted to work for a bank. Um, and uh, as... As I was finalizing my application, I just thought, let me do the CA thing because my accounting teacher was like, CAs are guaranteed jobs and you'll yeah, be good yeah, for the rest of yeah. your life. Um, so choose the CA route. Um, so I studied um, Bachelor of Accounting Sciences at the University of Edwardsrand um, and went on to EY to do my articles and qualify as a CA. Um, and yeah, I went to Boston afterwards, came back, and I started working for Rand Merchant Bank. Um, I have a younger brother um, who's much younger than me. We have a 10-year gap. Oh. So, you know, they say firstborns are like parents. So <laughs> that's my younger brother. But yeah, I come from a very a very fun family, very together family. And uh, that's me in a nutshell. 
Nice. So, okay, you went to Vits, you studied Bachelor of Account Sciences, then you started working. Yes. And are you, you currently still working there? Or have you moved around? How was your journey like when you first got into corporate? So, I've been actually at Rand Mission Bank now for five years. Um, so, straight after articles, <coughs> I started at RMB and I kind of haven't moved. Um, they kind of give you opportunities to move around in the bank and try new things. And I've always loved um, working in the Africa space. So, I work. Um, in the Africa business now um, and it's really it's really fun it's very insightful so I'm I'm anti-millennial they say millennials like moving around every two years they hop yeah. around to a new company so <laughs> I'm pretty steady and, and kind of enjoying learning and I think being in the environment I'm in has really kind of um, given me skills to apply um, in my business as well. Okay. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. Did you have you always been a credit analyst? What was your first role? Or so I'm not a credit analyst anymore. I've moved oh, on. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I'm a um an executive assistant now in the oh. Africa office. Oh. oh. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I did credit. Uh, I was a credit analyst for three and a half years. Three years. Um, and I've been in my current role for a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I've read about you, right? And I've, I've read about the story that led to you starting your business, Beauty on Tap. Mm-hmm. So I want you to just tell us more about that. Mm-hmm. What happened? I mean, you were, you, I assume you were very comfortable in your job. Or were you always thinking about starting an app? Maybe at the back of your mind, was yeah. just the one incident that happened that triggered the start of this app? Um, I never, ever thought I'd be an entrepreneur. I remember when I was at EY, I was like, um, I'm pretty much um, somebody who, who's an employee. I can feel it. I'm yeah. comfortable in my nine to five. I feel five. the same way. By yeah, the way. yeah, yeah. I'm I get comfortable that. in my nine to five, and this is, um, you know, I want to go home and chill um, after work. And you know, when opportunity knocks at your door, and when you have this itch, it it kicks in your entrepreneur, um, the entrepreneur bug. So when my friend was getting married, we were struggling to find a makeup artist in Cape Town, and she always says to me, "Girl, you owe me." She's like, you're the Kylie, I'm the Jordan, <laughs> but I want the money. Um, and um, we couldn't find a makeup artist. And um, on social media apps, you can't zone in on an area when you're looking for a particular yeah. service. And I said it would be cool to have a directory of um, beauticians that you can find using areas or using the kind of service you require. And I thought, why don't I just do it? Why don't I take the initiative and try this out? And um, I started writing out a description of what I want the app to do. And I kind of centered around um, looking for people who can build the app for me because I don't have an IT background. I don't know coding. I I don't know the beginning of coding. So um, that was how the journey kind of began. And since then, it's been quite an interesting journey with its ups and downs, but it's very fun at the same time. It's it's interesting because, like you said, you have no IT background. I think that can be intimidating. Yes. For a lot of people. Sorry. Because, I mean, you're in corporate, you do accountancy and you're good at the numbers, mm. but now you have to step into this area that you know nothing about. Yeah. Um, did you have anyone guiding you with regards to that big step that you're about to take or did you just dive in and kind of figure it out along the way? I kind of just went for it and I'm figuring it out even today. And every single day I'm like, I need to do a course in IT to better understand all of this. Um, the other day, the guy who helps me out, who built the site, was like, um, have you re- realized there's anything unusual on your site? And I was like, no, I haven't seen anything. And he was like, there's someone trying to hack into your site. Oh. And he sent me codes. And I was like, I don't know what this <laughs> means. Can you just sort it out for yeah. me? So I think um, even though there's a lot of people who can help you and support you in this regard, it's important to have some kind of background in whatever you're pursuing. 
And Beauty on Tap is a tech company. It's not a beauty company. It's a tech company. We provide tech platforms yeah. for people to retail or people to showcase their beauty services. So I think for me to better understand the services people offer, people also overpriced because you don't know what they're talking about. So to just better understand the whole ecosystem, I definitely need to learn something about coding. And, yeah. and I mean, coding is the future, so it's important for me to learn. I, I actually work in IT. Nice. I'm a business analyst. And... I have a lot of developer friends and I, I mean, I'm not trying to out anyone, but I've seen it as well. Where, yeah. You know, you could, developers, they love to go around and they use this jargon. Yes. It, like IT is very intimidating. It is. I don't code myself, but I had to learn developing and coding for the purpose of my job. Yeah. It gets very intimidating. Yes. You end up definitely overpricing a lot, a lot of things yeah. and people just do it because they don't know any better. Exactly. So I actually love that you're actually going to get into it mm, because mm. I think also in South Africa, in the app industry in general, yes. we're not going to grow if more people don't get into the space. Yeah. Just whether it's by learning more about the space or more developers coming forward mm. as well. Yeah. So our our online store runs at the back end is, a, is WooCommerce. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's a built platform. Everyone can use it. It's easy to use. So there, I kind of know how to navigate on it, but that's like simple. It's like being on Microsoft Word and file. Oh. You know what to do. Okay. But um, the more difficult stuff, like adding um, plugins and writing codes, that's the kind of stuff I don't know. And someone will say to me, it's going to take five hours to plug this, to put this code in. And it literally takes a minute. <laughs> exactly, and then you'll exactly. code me for five hours. Yeah. Um, so I, it's, it's really, really important for me to, to so learn. That was definitely one of the, would you say that was one of the biggest, one of the big hurdles that you had to overcome? Definitely. Um, even now it's, it's just, it's so nice that there are people who want to see your business win and want to see a black female business tech company grow. So I have so many people who are like, if you ever need anything, we'll do it for you for free. Nice. Um, and they just, if I have problems, I can send a tweet and be like, oh my God, my website is down. <laughs> and people will be like, it's fine, I'll help you. So I have somebody who always helps me, um, this guy in Buso, and he's just, he's awesome. He's always willing to help me. Even at 10 p.m., he'll be like, he's oh, there. yeah, he's there. So yeah. um, I'm really, really blessed to have amazing people around me on this journey. Okay, so I'm um, just taking it back a little. So then mm -hmm. when you started your business, you weren't alone. Yes. You had a partner. Yes. So tell me a bit about how it was going into business with a partner. And I know you had to buy out your partner eventually at some stage and mm -hmm. how it led, how you got to that point. Can you tell me about that? Um, I had a partner at the time um, because I think when people get partners, it's one, to share costs. And two, to have a different sounding board and somebody with a different view to to help in the business. But the one thing about entrepreneurship is that it has to be something you're passionate about because mm -hmm. that's what keeps you going. That's what motivates you to get things done. And I think going into, I thought he thought that this is a beauty business. I'm not really into this. Um, and he kind of was like, mm, there's something else I want to try out. So I don't know if I can really dedicate the necessary time oh. to this. And I was like, it's cool. There was no bad blood. I was just like, it's cool. Um, I think if you want your business to go to a certain point and you feel like somebody's holding you back a bit, um, it's okay to say, you know what, let's just part ways. Let me buy you out. I'll continue. Um, and it was very amicable. There was no bad blood. It was just, it was, it was an amicable decision between both of us. Um, and yeah, I think right now, Beauty on Top is at a point where I need more people in the business, but getting the trust uh, back and and thinking, oh, what if this person leaves me? And oh. it's kind of uh, difficult. So finding the right person is is quite a mission, but um, I'll get there, hopefully. 
soon. You definitely, you will, you will, I believe you will, you will. <laughs> and were you guys friends before starting the app or did you just meet on the basis of starting a business together? Mm-hmm. Uh, we were friends, we both worked as credit analysts at the bank and he was someone who was very, very smart and um, very entrepreneurial as well. Yeah. So he was the right person to start the business with. And um, I was lucky to have him at the time the business started because um, I think when you're starting something like this, you do need somebody to kind of help you, especially when you're building an app. You do need the different sounding boards in that process to say, "Mm -mm, this isn't going to work. So um, he was a good person to have in the beginning. Okay. Mm. And did that affect your relationship? I know you said it was amicable, but Mm. there must have been some tensions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely were, but he ended up leaving the bank. So we don't really talk that much now. Um, but yeah, it wasn't, there was no bad blood. It okay. Was, it was fine, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure you're one of the lucky ones that it didn't go sour before you had to have, you had to part with yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, and it also, it wasn't a case of, this is my business. I've yeah, given, I was exactly. 50%, you know, <laughs> so it was very amicable. Like, you know what, this is your baby. Continue and I'll go my own separately. Okay. Something that I find interesting is the fact that you're still at your current job. Mm. Um, a lot of people, I think, believe that you know we always hear it on or see it on social media they say you know you can't sleep you shouldn't be sleeping you should be dedicating a hundred thousand hours to your thing that you're yeah. passionate about if you want it to grow but I think you've done very well while somehow juggling your nine to five and beauty on tap as well tell me why firstly why haven't you left your current job mm-hmm. why, why did you make the decision to not leave your current job do you plan on leaving your current job and also just how it's been trying to juggle the two um, I think if your business isn't at a scale where you can't manage your time, then you should definitely continue with your current job and your business until it scales to a point where you're not stressed about money. Mm. Um, I see a lot of entrepreneurs kind of thinking that they have a great idea, so they're going to leave their job to push the idea. If you if you can juggle both, try juggle both. Money is important. We shouldn't forget money is important. Yeah. A steady income is very important. I know some people do the whole, I'll move back home, I'll sell my car, I'll hustle. Um, I still like life comforts. <laughs> I still like the things that yes. I, I want to do. So um, for me, it isn't at a point yet where I'm like drowning. Um, and even if it was at a very like, uh, you know, heavy point, I think I'd hire people. But I'm definitely, you know, to take Beauty on Tap to the next level, I think now it's at a good point. It's growing nicely. But to take it to an international level and to really make it something much bigger than it is now, I have to be full time. Yeah. Um, I think onboarding some brands, some big brands is going to take a lot of time. And I know that a lot of big brands want you to be in the business constantly. And even if you get funding, funders are like, you need to be here 100% they of the time. They want dedication. Yeah. And yeah. So um, I'll get to that point. I won't say when because people at <laughs> work are, are going to listen. Um, <laughs> but I will definitely get to the point where um, I have to go full-time in the business. But for now, I'm juggling it. I'm balancing it. Uh, Beauty on Tap is a very... Um, it's a very, it runs itself well. People order, they put in the order, people yeah. list, there's people in, in the in the background doing the IT work. So I think in the future, even tech businesses are going to run very, very lean because um, so much of it is automated. So yeah, it's easy so, to juggle. So you're currently the only person, yeah. in your, you, you're alone, you do this, it's a one, kind of like a one-man show. Yeah, and I'm One-woman really, show. <laughs> yeah, one-woman. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think it's mostly because you know, it's a tech business. So the IT part is taken care of. Yeah. Um, it's just packing the orders, which 
uh, that we dispatch, which is a bit hard for me now because they're increasing. So I'm currently looking for somebody to help me with that. But as I said, the trust factor and letting go. I mean, my mom was always like, packing orders should be the last thing you let go because if people don't pack the right product, yes. you know, it's such a pedantic, strict process that you have to follow. And I know every single product in the store. So if I see an order, I know exactly what to pack. Yeah. Whereas training somebody to do that is going to take some time. And even then I'll still have to like check that, that they've packed the right. Cause I mean, a wrong order is expensive. You have to courier it back, then courier the right yeah. box. It ends up costing so much. So um, yeah, for now it's me and my IT people. Wow. And I read that like you actually run the logistics from your parents' home. Well, I moved it to my home now. Oh, so you, you moved it now? <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, what, what are you reading? Like, okay. So at least now, so the reason I moved it to my house, everything is because I used to get home late. Then I'd have to go to my parents to go pack orders and it just wasn't working. Yeah. So at least they live down the road from me. It's easy for me to pack orders at 4 a.m and then drop them off at their house where the career companies okay. pick them up. But the one thing I think that's missing in the SA economy is, well, in the SA landscape is um, shared warehouse spaces. We don't have that. Um, mm. Where I can hire someone and there's a, a room with stock and they can pack that. Um, so I think we need to evolve into um, spaces that support the e-commerce uh, landscape as well. So it's pretty hard for now, but it's working out. Okay. And, and I mean, I hate... I don't like this question if I'm going to ask it anyway, mm. with regards to balance, mm. right? So personally, I don't believe there's such a thing as balance. Like if one area of your life is, is doing great, there's likely to be another area mm. of your life that's doing not so great. But how, how have you dealt with that? Like from your personal life as well. So that you have your personal life, mm. you have your business, you have your nine to five. Um, I was like at work, I was pulled into two different projects, one unrelated to my job. Mm. And I can already see one side suffering yeah. the other one doing so well how do you how do you manage that like in your life personally emotionally as well but also from a business perspective because it's like when do you choose what will kind of suffer the most when like how mm. do you manage that balance um so I actually did a talk the other day and they were like so you go home and you work so then what do you <laughs> when do you have fun I'm like yeah. I don't have fun um <laughs> I think um I've kind of uh, made a sacrifice in my personal life for the past maybe two years. Um, the social side is 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 dragging a bit mm. um, because I'm always busy. I'm always working. On weekends, I dedicate my time to Beauty on Tap, um, to do admin, count stock, make sure everything is you know in in order. Um, so even when I have to go out, even on dates, I'm just like I don't I don't have time. I'm yeah, sorry. like I just and I, I know I can't. I can't dedicate so much time to something if I know or put, I can't necessarily get into something if I know I'm not going to put the necessary time into it because yes. I know I'm busy. I know I'm going to drop the ball. So um, for now I'm pretty, even my friends are like, you don't go out with us. You're just always <laughs> working. Um, so I think for now it's the sacrifice I'm making, uh, but I think it'll pay off. Hopefully my friends are always like, you know, people like you in the end, you know, end up have so much, having so much time to yeah. chill because you've put the work in. So um, I put in a lot of time into beauty on tap. Um, on Friday nights, I take it out to rest and to just recharge because I'm so exhausted by the weekend. And then on Saturdays and Sundays, I'm working again. So um, it's just a sacrifice I'm making, but there's no such thing as, as balance. There's no way in the world you can give 50% to work, 50% to 
um, to to your social life. And also, I'm very much into working out and just being healthy. So. Yeah, because you just came from gym, and yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so my me time is gym time. So okay. uh, yeah, so that's where I kind of like de-stress and and just give myself time to. And to, and to I make. think that's important to have a separate space. Yeah. That's kind of your outlet for, like you're saying, to de-stress, to kind of yeah. get back to yourself, you mm. know, have your me time as mm. well. Yeah. And when people talk to me at gym, I'm just like, oh my word, this is the only time <laughs> I have for me. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much my, my time and my lack of social life. Okay. So let's talk about some of the exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. So Forbes. Yes. Forbes happened. Yes. And like, they came up, they're like, okay, well, like, how, how was that? Actually, you just tell us about it because... It's Forbes. I know. I'm sorry, but I'm just, I'm speaking so because it's Forbes. Because I just got it, like a <laughs> random email. So um, Karen from Forbes called me. She tweeted, she sent me a DM on Twitter in January. And she was like, hi, I'm looking for Matanya Modise. I need her email address like now. Um, okay. Then I sent her my email. Then she was like, listen, we're compiling this list um, of women in tech and women who are changing the, the business landscape on the continent. Um, and I need this, 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 this from you. And this is the first time I'd ever had an article or a journalist call me saying she needs financial stats. She needs, oh. yeah, it was like heavy presentations. It wasn't easy at all. And they were, it's oh, then she asked for an interview. She called me. Um, the questions were hard. Um, they weren't standard questions. It was like, um, why haven't you asked for funding? What are you going to do with funding? What kind of funders would you want in your business? Like it was very like yeah. business, like, Oh, this is so So this isn't like a fluffy list, guys. Like this is yeah, it was intense. Yeah, Um, and then there were lots of iterations where she'd be like, "Okay, I need you to send me this," and I was like, at the end, I was like, "Do you know what? If you don't want to feature me, it's fine," (laughs) (laughs) because they were just asking for so much. But it was such an incredible experience because it was real life. Like it's like if you own a business and you want funders, this is what you you should be thinking about. Or you want to be in serious publications. These are the things you need to have in order. Um, and so then she went quiet. Then she emailed me like, I just saw congratulations in the, in the subject line. And I was like, what? This can't be. I mean, um, and she was like, yeah, congratulations. You've been listed in this, uh, in the top wealth, uh, future wealth creators. And I was just like blown away. It was so oh, wow. incredible. Um, and they kind of said, just keep quiet for the next two weeks. And I was like, I can't, <laughs> I can't keep everyone. quiet. Um, but it was amazing. It was it was one of probably one of my biggest achievements in the business so far. Wow. So like mm. when you found out, I know you couldn't tell anyone, but when you could start telling everyone, what was your reaction? Like, did you like go home, tell your parents, tell everyone? So I told my parents, and I think I told two friends. Um, and then when it came out, I just kind of posted it on social media. And everyone was like, what, girl, are you kidding? Um, and I was like, yeah, guys. You know, I'd kind of like um, taken it in at the time because yeah. it was two weeks later. And they were just like, this is incredible. Well done. Like, that's why my friend is like, you're my Kylie. I can't believe it. <laughs> no, girl, I'm not going to buy you Bentleys. But um, it was a really, really... Not yet. Not yet. Maybe soon. Maybe soon. <laughs> but it was a really, really incredible experience. Oh, wow. Opportunity. And it's an honor, hey, like, I, I mean, know. congratulations. Thank if I haven't you. said already, congratulations Thank on making you. that list. It was amazing. Especially because they look all across Africa. Yeah. It's not like a South African list. So that's a lot of people that you're kind of up against yeah. and that they're measuring up. And with the intense questions you say and that they asked, I mean, it means a lot. Yeah. So there's, I was um, speaking at a, a tech summit, um, I think in end of March, beginning of April. And one of the girls who was featured, I didn't actually know her, one of the ladies who was featured, 
um, owns a drone business and she was talking and I was like, oh my word, I was featured alongside this lady. That's yeah. amazing. I mean, she owns a drone business and she was talking about the future of drones on the continent. And I was like, wow, this is such a big honor because these are really businesses mm. of the future. Yes. Um, so it was really, really uh, an amazing, an, an amazing honor. No, you definitely deserve it. I will say. Thank you. Because you know what's interesting? I was thinking to myself when I first heard about your app, right? I was thinking to myself that the idea and the, like the concept of the app, it seems so obvious. Mm, like, mm. why isn't there one type of thing, you know? Yes, yes. But then you realize, but nobody's done it. Yeah. Which is most businesses, Which right? is most businesses, exactly. So it's like, but nobody's done it. So it's, it's very easy to have ideas. It's very easy to mm. think of things. We all do that all the time. Yeah. But to actually, ex- execution, and you've been running this for like four years now. Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. Yeah. And you're running it in a place where, I mean, I don't think, and I could be wrong, I stand to be corrected, but I don't think South Africa, in terms of the app space, were that evolved, especially with services. Yeah. We're not that evolved for, with, to, in terms of local things. So, I mean, you deserve it. Well Thanks. done. Thank well you. done. Yeah, well I think, done. Yeah, I think that we'll, we'll get this essay. I think we're we'll starting to grow <clears> in the definitely app space. Will. Tech space yeah. Okay. okay, so with regards to you being a disruptor, please tell me a bit more about your journey. I mean, I know you've touched on it a bit already in the mm-hmm. conversation, but like, Especially with the West South Africa, how is it and what, what advice would you give to people who have these ideas that could disrupt the space type mm-hmm. of thing? Tell me a bit more about that. So I always say that innovation doesn't mean new technology. Disruption doesn't mean new technology. Disruption means going into an already established industry with key players and bringing something different. And I think Beauty on Tap brought something completely different into the landscape. Um, it's quite shocking. And I'll, I'll talk about this um, later. It's quite shocking that there was never ever a retail store that specifically focused on black females. Um, yeah. And this is the biggest <laughs> segment in the country. This is the fastest growing uh, market. Um, and nobody markets directly to black women. It's incredible. No one said, um, when I used to go to stores and look at the hair section, yeah. I'd be like, oh my word, the space for black females is this small. It's like half a, a bit of a shelf. Yeah. It's not even multiple, a bit of a shelf. I'm yeah. like, we're the majority, but nobody is focusing on products for us. Mm. And so coming into the beauty space or online space, tech space, e-commerce, and saying, I'm starting an online store that specifically focuses on retail for black women, um, that specifically sources products from black women and African women all over the continent. Um, that's what I want to do. Yeah. And you you kind of come into the market, and I've seen a lot of stores now kind of starting to mimic beauty on tap and focus on black women only. Mm. Um, but the other day I was looking at another e-commerce store, and I was like, I can't believe this e-commerce store is not picking up the black women are actually the, the biggest market, the biggest segment. Why aren't they marketing to yeah. them at all? They're not speaking to this segment. Um, and so I think that's how Beauty on Tap really, really came into the market to disrupt it. And I mean, the fact that uh, we have big brands saying, listen, we want our products on your store wow. because we see how you market, we see the focus has been incredible. And that's the only different thing Beauty on Tap did. It just literally focused on black women, made black women feel like this is your home. This is where you can ask questions. This is where you can get the products you need. Um, These are the products that are made for you specifically. Um, That's the only thing that Beauty on Tap did differently. And that's how we disrupted. That's why people look to Beauty on Tap as a a disruptor. So um, it's just been incredible that it's a, it's a, 
it's a business that's owned by a black female that empowers black females for black females yeah um has been quite incredible and you you you're so dedicated your social media accounts as well um was did you know that your marketing strategy from the get go was going to be social media or did that just kind of evolve just because of how mm. things are set up in today's world or how does the how did that work and by the way do you run all social media accounts by yourself Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, everything. How? So, so I think um starting a business in this day and age is a bit easier because social media gives you that leverage you need to to target market especially. Yeah. Um but beauty on tap social media has been really important especially on Instagram because it's such a visual Yes. business it's mm. products it's selling beauty so our Instagram page um has really evolved over the years I've really I've I always look to other pages for inspiration. Um I have a few pages I just love and just look to for inspiration, but I think Beauty on Tap kind of has its own identity now on social media. It's it has high engagement um on Twitter. We we engage with people, we talk about beauty, we ask questions, mm-hmm. people ask us questions. Um and it's just an informative space um where people feel comfortable. Um where people feel comfortable to ask questions even if it's like um a very simple question people are like very happy to post yeah. it on a comment and we're happy to answer and it's incredible that beauty on tap has built a community where women want to help each other as well uh where women will say um what can i use for this and then they'll tell them beauty on tap has this on their store check mm. that out mm. so social media has been really important in selling how genuine we are um and selling it's real because e-commerce is still seen as is it fraudulent are they going to send the products yes yeah so, i don't think so that because we don't trust we don't trust e-commerce we don't trust e-commerce yeah. yeah so i think social media brings that genuine aspect into yeah. it as well and especially because you are you're the person sitting there tweeting mm. replying to each of the comments yeah. personally as well hey so i went for an incubation and they were like the last thing you should let go of in your business is social media oh. um because as the owner you set the tone in terms of how you respond to clients yes. and you don't yes. want somebody kind of messing up your business because they responded to somebody rudely so yeah um yeah i handle i think i'll handle that till the very end that makes sense the last yeah. thing you want is like a, a, a bad not well, a bad response going mm, viral exactly or you know if somebody tweets you something negative you kind of want to be able to be at to the forefront it, of yeah. it exactly yeah so that's the last thing I'll yeah and i guess that it goes hand in hand with what you're saying so like if you're going to if you were to hand it over it's very difficult to know who has your voice yes. who understands your goal your exactly. mission it has to be somebody who sits with you understands you kind of gets you yes. um who can see the tweets studies them and mm. that's how somebody ends up taking over yeah and you also do like uh, this morning you was it this morning as well i saw mm. it this morning mm. you posted a a, a little soap, yeah yeah but you like yeah yes. you like so you do all of those yourself yeah so it's always it's simple <laughs> it's just it takes i always say it's so simple to 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 create interactive <laughs> Uh, yeah because yeah, i just saw black soap and i was like people don't because it's such a natural cleanser people don't know yeah if it lathers if it foams so i was like let me just show people and it was just something that's so simple so informative and people mm. are tweeting dming the asking engaging. questions and yeah something so simple has such do, high do you plan your social media posts or is it like like you say and you wake up and you just think about something you just do it on the go so the night before i'll like kind of think of what what i think Um, and I also just look at trend what people are talking about that yeah. week and then I'll say okay cool this week we'll focus on skincare mm-hmm. or yeah okay so do you bake because I read <laughs> a lot of things about you and baking <laughs> I've know you love baking I love baking do I, you bake <laughs> I do but I haven't done it in, in so long 
because I don't have time. But people these days have been like, girl, when are you going to bake for us? No, like, I want to taste your baking. Can I order? Can I put oh, in an order? Like, this week, like, baking has been trending <laughs> in my life. It was my mom's birthday on Thursday, and she was like, oh, Matsume makes this cheesecake. You guys have to eat oh. it. Please make it this weekend. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to make it this weekend. No. I, don't, I don't have time. You're busy. I know, but <laughs> you're um, busy. And Beauty on Tap is settled and big and doing its thing. I, I really mm. still want to open up a bakery. Okay, so, so yeah. nice. Um, I'm not going to lie, this has been very informative. Thank you. Um, I mean, I didn't know you on a personal level at all. I, I mean, I stalk you. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> it's nice to get to know the side of you. Are there any plans for, like, expanding Beauty on Tap? Um, where you, where's, what is the future of Beauty on Tap? Um, definitely. So by the end of this year, hopefully sometime we'll launch international shipping. Oh, we get a lot of queries from the continent, people in Europe, but like, it's crazy. So this year, definitely we have to launch international shipping. Um, and then definitely we need more brands. I think the only way an e-commerce store can grow is by getting more brands on it. Um, so I'm really targeting, I really, in the next five years, I want like a thousand brands on Beauty on Tap. Oh, and, oh. I'm, and I'm not even playing. Nice, <laughs> nice. Um, and I want to bring, you know, I always say that the reason why we're not exporting that much as a country is because we need to show people that we have something special here that we can show to the, the world. Them, yeah. So I really want to start sourcing proudly African brands that I think we need to take out into the world. So I just want it to be the primary or go-to beauty platform mm, for, mm. for the continent. Okay. And... So my favorite thing to say is, so like what I live by is you need to be who you needed when you were younger. Mm. So I always love to ask people, if you could give your younger self a message, what would you say? So like you can pick any age, but like just looking back, what would you say to your younger self? Um, I'd say that you need to experience everything, even if it's difficult, even mm. if it's painful. Um, everything is there for you to learn a lesson. Um, so you need to experience everything and you really need to just take lessons out of every um, obstacle in your life and just live through them and live through the pains and the pleasures and just um, feel it all. And I mean, I think your your pains or your challenges actually make you who you are. And so go through them and experience them. Nice. Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank um, you. Thank you for coming and gracing me with your presence. Like, oh. I'm in the presence of Forbes royalty, guys. <laughs> I love Thanks it. so much. <laughs> thank you so much for coming today. Um, this has been very insightful and beautiful. Oh, thank you thank so you. much. Thank you. Oh, and oh, before I forget, how can people get in touch with you if they want to get in touch? Um, so our social media handles are Beauty on Tap, everywhere, social, um, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's beauty, O-N-T-A-P-P. Um, and then our shop site is www.shopbeautyontap.co.za. Um, and you can download the app on um, Android and Apple Play, Apple iStore. <laughs> Apple App Store. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Okay, I'll add all these links into the show notes as well. Thank you. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you, Mateve. Thanks for tuning in, guys. If you like this episode, take a screenshot and share it with us on Instagram or Twitter at SheBrigade. Don't forget to leave us your feedback by giving us a rating and review on iTunes. See you in the next episode. Bye.